Hey, it's Jose Galison on No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me just about everywhere podcasts are at. I'm on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and BitChute as well. This should be on that. Uh, today, my guest is Nick Ashley of the Individual Podcast, Individualist Podcast, my bad. Uh, today, the topic we're covering is starting a podcast. So we just thought that'd be an interesting topic because I'm about 30 episodes in. He's just starting. So we were going to kind of, you know, wax poetic on that. Um, as always, I've, I'm monetized. Give me some friggin' money. I'm always about that. Patreon.com slash Jose 2020 I'm also on EndTheFed.app. Uh, my handle there is Jose 2020 uh, that's, that's the spot where you can support me with crypto with that. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Nick. What's up, dude? Hey, there. <laughs> hey what it do? <laughs> hey, uh, go ahead and, uh, if you can introduce yourself for the audience, since uh, I know you're kind of new to the spot. So let people know who you are and what you're about. Uh, sure. I'm Nick Ashley. My, that's my real name. It's there on the corner there. I see under my, under my person. Uh, I host the individualist podcast. You can find that at individualistpodcast.com. It's a libertarian, uh, well, a libertarian slanted podcast. I'm not just talking about libertarianism or politics, but there's always going to be that element to it because that's what I am. Uh, I want to the the description that I have for the podcast. It's a libertarian podcast where we discuss politics, culture, entertainment, and much more. Pretty much the best way that I can describe it. Good. Oh, good, good. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, you know, kind of dissect that because, uh, like I said, brought you on today because we both are kind of newer to the spot. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm 30-ish episodes in. You're what, four or five right now, I think? I just released my fifth this past Saturday. Yes. Okay. So uh, we're kind of, we're roughly in the same ballpark. So it's kind of interesting, you know, and I was reading a article that Mark Claire put out on a Substack. So there's a little plug for Mark Claire. You know, go check out his Substack if you're watching this. Uh, he's had some good articles. And uh, he kind of went into the what he called the five stages of podcast. And that's kind of you can use that as a backdrop to kind of help aid our conversation. Um, and he, the first stage he went into is he called it the should I do it stage. And uh, that was kind of like before we start, before you start, when you're kind of thinking about it, that kind of stuff. Um, so with that kind of like I, w- I figured it'd be kind of cool that since we're talking about this stage to have you kind of give your story on like, you know, how you came about, uh, what made you want to do it, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I've always wanted to kind of be out there in in the liberty movement in some capacity. And, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> and the easiest way for somebody like me to do it with no pre-existing fame or notoriety of any kind is just to get on social media and start putting your crap out there. And I like to talk. I like having conversations with people. I'm a podcast listener. So Joe Rogan podcast, the Tom Woods show, Michael Malice is your welcome. Dave Smith, part of the problem. I, I enjoy the conversation that these guys have. So I figured, why shouldn't I be a part of that? It's something I enjoy. And it's something that I'm knowledgeable about is libertarianism, economics, and politics. Cool, cool. Yeah, for me, I, uh, I mean, you're kind of doing a little bit harder because you kind of started out with no following. Not that I necessarily had a following, but uh, this was born out of, I mean, you heard me mention in my beginning plugs, kind of went into how I have the Liberty Movement YouTube channel that actually started there. And from there, then I broke out into my solo YouTube. But even then, that YouTube channel was born out of a Facebook group that was born out of the Couve. So yeah, because we had this whole idea of having this uh, this Liberty Movement YouTube or Facebook group, which the focus was to kind of what brings the Liberty people together. And so the, the, we had a focus on culture. And this is a spot where we would, we would kind of like discourage political talk there. I mean, a little bit here and there, but you know, if we're talking like R versus L versus D, we kind of discourage that, but, and that's kind of what bore that, that channel out. 
and we kind of have like a, a group of channels there. So I kind of had a little bit of a, I had a platform that I jumped off of to, to another platform and then into another platform. And so, I mean, not that I'm like a big wig. I have like, I think something like a little under 70, 70 subscribers. And I think the Liberty Movement YouTube channel has like 150. I mean, we're on BitChute and other places as well. But point is, it's not like I had some huge following, but it, it did give me a little bit of a boost because it's like, uh, you know, starting out, like it's a, it's a little rough when you're looking at your download numbers and you're looking at the views and just, just to keep on going. Um, <laughs> and well, I kind of... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, on that, I mean, the the thing about this, uh, me watching these other people, they always talk about how the libertarian community is very supportive, and I'm seeing that already. And I don't have much of a following, but they're very engaging, and my numbers look way better. Not that I, not that I expected for any for, for it to be just a flop or anything like that, or that I didn't expect the people to be listening. But I'm surprised at the numbers that I'm getting at this point already, and it just. I, you know, it makes me happy that I, it's kind of, uh, confirming the idea that these people really do support their own. Yeah, that's definitely true. I noticed that when I first started, I got a little bit of a boost off the beginning, off the beginning block. I mean, like I said, though, it's kind of hard to differentiate because I kind of came off multiple other, I guess you could call them platforms. I don't know if that'd be appropriate to call them that kind of having a little bit of a boost from there, but yeah, definitely there's that, uh, there is camaraderie within this movement. So, like, I mean, part of why I want to do this episode, too, is to kind of, like, for one, kind of give the down and dirty on what this is for people who want to do it. And then also, like, to kind of, because I feel like so many people sit in the sidelines debating whether they want to do it. And I'm not saying everyone yeah. should do it, but I know what kept me from doing it for a long time was just that, like, you know, that, like, it's, like, daunting. And so it's, like, I mean, I've talked about another podcast before that I don't, I, I don't think I've ever had someone, I, well, now I've actually had people tell me no, but even then it wasn't, like, a no-no, it was, like, a tentative no. I know yeah. I hit up a couple journalists that were like, well, I'm in the middle of an article or I don't want to comment on this subject because it's still ongoing or whatever. But I've never gotten like a no, no. I mean, I've had little, some people are a little bit difficult in scheduling, but I really was not expecting that because I mean, I feel like you see these people when you're when you're listening and you kind of almost celebritize them and you like think right. they're bigger than they are in a sense when they're just people, too. So a lot of these people like I mean, I've had some fairly big names on my podcast, people that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't had some of the huge big wigs. Like I haven't had Tom Woods or Dave Smith on. I mean, maybe one day, but like I've had Pete Canonis. I've yeah. had uh, Keith Knight. I've had a, a, quite a few other names that I'm like, I'm kind of surprised they agreed. And most of them not only agreed, but they agreed enthusiastically and were super easy scheduling too. <laughs> so, well, like, I would know. imagine most newer people where you, in your situation or in my situation are just like, well, I don't, why should I reach out to that person? They'd never give me the time of day. And probably nine out of 10 people who are starting something out think that. And really, you know, they'd probably say yes to nine out of 10 people rather than the one out of 10 you may think they would. And the one out of 10 winds up asking them. So I, especially with guys like that, Pete Canonas, he's got to be super busy. But, and I would, you know, I would have thought something like that too. Like, oh, why would I ask this guy to be on my show? Because there's no way he's too busy. I'm too small. But the thing about it is, is that's kind of what I mean. People like to support because they were in that position before too, you know, and they know what it's like to be the little guy just starting out and to be hoping they could get bigger names on. So I think that a lot of people are way more than willing to give that handout or not handout, but that hand, you know, re extend that hand to you. Uh, you know, and I, I, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, I do think it's like a support their own and that, that kind of, we'll kind of touch on that later. Cause that's like kind of plays into the last stage of Mark was talking about his, his article. But uh, yeah, no, there definitely is like a, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I actually didn't even mention that in my notes, but that kind of just came up naturally that it's like, 
you want to get into it and you're worried that you're going to have issues like, you know, getting guests and stuff, it's really not going to be an issue. If anything, I've had, I've had periods of time where I'm like inundated with guests or, or like possibilities. And it's like, almost like, you know, parsing through that. Like, what do I want to do? If anything, like, usually the sky's the limit, you know, it's like just, I mean, hit, hit somebody up for a topic. I mean, maybe don't, I mean, obviously don't be a dick about it and don't be like super last minute scheduling or something, right. but for the most part, you can get whoever you want for the most part. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. There are people that are probably going to be harder to get than others. There are some huge big wigs. Like I mentioned, Dave Smith, Tom Woods. I think Tom Woods is even straight up said that he doesn't do like normally starting out people, which, you know, to be fair, I guess when you get to a certain level, there's a certain amount of like, everyone's going to be hitting you up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. I think that's part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of something. plays into the busyness too, because there are people who are straight up busy, like people like Pete Quinones. Like I got yeah. him on my show, but he is a busy guy. And admittedly, it was a little bit more difficult scheduling him because he's a busy guy. He does a ton of shit. And the same thing goes for Tom Woods. He has five episodes a week, which yeah. like I do two a week. And even then, like, that, I mean, for me, I'm a busy guy aside from podcasting. So yep. two episodes a week <laughs> is a little bit enough as it is, you know? So, um, so I figured we'll go ahead and get into – oh, you sound like you had something to say. I kind of cut you off there. Oh, I, I forgot I forgot my point twice, but I just remembered it for the third time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, On guests, you'll have guests that you never would have thought of before. So, for example, I, you, you, you follow Ace Arcus on Twitter. Yeah, he was somebody that I discovered through Twitter. I liked what he was saying on Twitter. I heard him on a podcast. So I was like, oh, the guy does podcasts. Let's have a conversation with him. Or you. You were my first guest. And I was like, I, I never knew who you were before even joining Twitter. I found you through Twitter, then found your show through Twitter. And it's like you, you get with people that you never would have even imagined, you know what I mean, that would be a possibility, let alone let alone the the big the big names that you would like to get. There's people that are away, you know, there's a huge possibility of, of the amount of guests you could have just by virtue of being in this world at all. Yeah, no, definitely that's true. There is like I've gotten so many like of people who are starting out roughly on the same time or just like, I mean, not to be condescending, but I guess kind of almost small fries in a sense, which yeah. are like, those are definitely like almost, those are definitely like a hundred percent of the time they're like down. And, and I feel like those are some of the coolest conversations. Like I've had like probably uh, James Jenneman of the Blackbird podcast. I've had on a bunch of times and I've been on his a bunch and I, I love having on cause it's just, so you kind of find your, you find people you click with and it's like, you know, when it comes to conversating too, people have different styles and it's like, you know, so you kind of almost find the people you click with and have good conversations with. So, I mean, I've had mo- people I've had multiple times. Same thing, the, the clean libertarian, I've had a few on with him. So, yeah. so you kind of find yourself migrating to certain circles when they are too. So it's just kind of fun just finding your niche and finding your people in a sense too. And you, in a weird way, you're almost making friends as well. Like I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of get- Go ahead. Oh, no, I, was, I was just going to continue that the friends thing. It's like it's like we're we're, we're partners. Like you just kind of wind up having things in common with them, you know, and having a having a common philosophy is a really good base and a really good background for a friendship. So, I mean, that that there's that too. That's one of the great things about social media and being able to connect with all these people and being able to have the common ground and being a podcaster starting out as well is also as to that. Yeah, it's funny too that like we actually met serendipitously and it kind of shows how many, I don't know if it's just a matter of like you just naturally fall into each other, but like, because we're in a group chat, a tower gang or whatever, you know, and yeah. uh, hashtag tower gang and uh, fucking we have like what, four podcasters in there, I think or some shit uh, or something like that. We had one that I think dropped out, but it's because uh, it's a little time consuming. I don't blame them. But uh, yeah, we have like a bunch of podcasts. I just found out you podcast while I was doing that and 
Yeah, yeah, you you, yeah. <laughs> you didn't realize I was in the chat. You posted my show in the chat, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. check him out!" And I was like, "Hey, I'm in here." So it is pretty, you know. It, it was it was completely just coincidental. Yeah, no, it's just funny how it works out like that. It's just like, but I don't know if that's a matter of there's so many of us, or if it's just that you kind of just naturally find your people in these circles. I don't know. I was gonna but, say yeah. that. Yeah, you kind of run in the same circles, and that just kind of naturally. Ha- I I think that's what, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that was just so damn many of us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and get into Mark's next stage. And he he his he said uh, his next stage was the uh, okay, I'm doing it stage, and it's kind of like the working out imperfections. And that kind of like the main point I got out of that. It's like that is like just do it. And like I've said before, yep. you need to just do it. And like for me, like I still haven't worked out the imperfections. Me and me and you were talking before we started recording about like you know computer stuff and like having glitches and this and that and like. You know, there's always some audio this or this or that. And it's like, you just kind of, you kind of figure out as you go. I mean, the biggest thing I would say is make sure your audio is good. But yeah. aside from that, like, whatever. Because, I mean, I did, uh, I think the first episode I did, I did with the computer audio. And that was horrendous. But aside from that, <laughs> like, and even then, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do it on their phone. And they somehow get followings that way. I mean, for me, I guess maybe it just irks me. Maybe it's one of those things now that I do podcasts, I notice it. And it's just really like. I, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like, bugs me but for the most part just do it like i i the only thing i started with was this mic now i have like a webcam like it's getting a little bit more high tech as things go on but yeah i mean this is a stage where you start working on perfections this is kind of like roughly ish where we're at sort of the shit why am i doing it i mean i don't know if this is how you feel like you're in this stage i i work well i i actually feel like i'm in stage three which we'll go into next uh but I don't know if you're feeling like you're stage two right now. Yeah, that's I feel kinda, like I'm in stage yeah. two, and the way the way that I kind of describe it in my to myself is like it's like you're taking a step off a ledge without knowing there's going to be another step there. So it's like I I've got it. So hmm, this is this is going to be the um, this is the first time I've been a guest on a show. So it's like I took a step here, didn't know whether the you know what I'm saying. Does that make sense? You, you're oh, just yeah, taking yeah. you're taking steps bl- like with blind faith, just kind of, and then you just have to do it. You just have to accept it. And really, the worst thing that could happen is one of the steps doesn't work out or whatever. And I mean, I, I, that's kind of how I feel that I, I'm at the okay. I'm doing it. Uh, I mean, I'm only five episodes in. There's still some imperfections. In fact, on the last episode, I don't know what I did. But the intro, the audio to the intro is like so scuffed. I don't know what I did. It's too late to go back and fix it now. But the show was good, so it's okay, you know? Yeah, uh, this actually, I feel like I didn't put this in my notes. But now I'm like, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, but like public speaking and like jitters, I feel like this is an appropriate time to bring it up here. Because, yeah. uh, you know, like, I mean, I even noticed not to pick on you, but and no, I had the no, same exact thing. Your first episode, like it, you, I could tell you were nervous. And it wasn't like, I only... I feel like it's one of those things that you might not notice if you're a normal listener, but where I've been there, I can kind of identify it. It's a, it's kind of like if you've done drugs, like like you can kind of <laughs> tell if that other person's done the same drugs. Like if yeah. you're a stoner, you can kind of look at somebody and be like, that dude's stoned. <laughs> but if you've never smoked weed, it's a little bit harder to identify, you know? What's so, that smell? <laughs> exactly. But if, you, <laughs> if you're someone who's never smoked, sometimes you don't pick up on these signals. So I noticed that. But then I noticed like with your ace, ace one, you were calm. Like we even, I even joked that it was good that I popped your cherry because now you like, you, you got <laughs> yeah. it out. I think that's, it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I think, I think you're, you're, you're probably pretty right about that. I was very nervous starting off with that. I did mention it in the end of that episode with Ace. Uh, I was incredibly nervous and which is, I don't know why it is. I, I was very nervous before starting this too. I don't know what it is. It's just like being on the spot with this though. It's live with mine. I have the magic of editing. So yeah. <laughs> 
This you is can't live, really, but this is live, but like a recording live. Like yeah. I, te- I run this live to a video, but it's unlisted, and I only oh, run it live okay. just because I, I don't trust tech. So I like to have, and I've, I, it's always good to have redundancies and systems. So I figure if for some reason my thing I'm using to record does like messes up, I have a live video that I can then go pull it from there. So, but it's like it's not one anyone's viewing. So I got you. Okay, yeah, I thought this was a live streaming to YouTube or something. Yeah, well, it, it, it is sort of, but no one's watching it. Okay, so it's it's not live. It is basically it's basically a de facto recording. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got you. But yeah, no, I do. I think public speaking is a big thing, and I feel like for me, I underestimated a little bit because I had. Fr- <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I had a like I had done a few Facebook lives before and some other stuff and like but I had done one most of those were where I had like other people there because this was from that Facebook group I we started and like those actually I don't know if I just got a false sense of confidence because it was a different vibe with a whole bunch of people interacting and it's much more like real life kind of and then like the biggest thing is solos like those that fucked me up I don't know how you do because I know you've done a few of those. Those messed me up big time. But even then, the first like time I started having guests, I was just very nervous. Especially my first like big name guest, I was like super. I don't remember who that was, but I was like super nervous. And it's just like working those jitters out. And even now, I'm still nervous. I'm even nervous right now. But it's like it dissipates. It, it never completely goes away, but it's reduced, and I'm able to work through it better. And it's kind of just like it's a little bit of just learning to just push through, even if you are like, fuck, 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 fuck. You, know? you just got to take that step, man. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, no, it definitely is a step. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And, yeah. And the funny thing about it, I'm not, I, so I recorded with Ace on Saturday evening, Saturday. Oh no, it wasn't in the evening. Or it was six o'clock, I think. But, uh, and this is a little behind the scenes here. Uh, this is all the notes that I had for it. It's like, I think I have 19 bullet points slash questions that we, we hit all of them. And I would like come about quarter to six. I was literally running in circles inside of my house. I was like nervous. I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then eventually I stopped for a second. I was like, wait, I'm prepared. Like I am, I know what I'm doing. I can talk. I'm good at talking to people. Why is it so crazy now that all of a sudden I'm going to be talking into a microphone and, and something is going to be recorded? That doesn't really, but it really does hit me a lot harder than I would have imagined it. You know, I, I've never spoken in front of a crowd before. Well, maybe. I don't know, at high school for graduation or whatever, but that, I mean, whatever. But if you look at it from, so if somebody, if I'm watching a a talk or a pot, listening to a podcast or whatever, it really, I don't think it would bother me if the speaker or the host was nervous, but for some reason, or if they like, if they trip up or they say, uh, or stutter a lot or, you know, some vocal tics, it doesn't really bother me a whole lot whenever other people do it. But when I know that I'm doing it or if I'm afraid to be doing that kind of stuff, that just affects me a lot more than I feel like I would. it would bother me if I heard somebody else doing it. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a self-criticism thing, but you know, it's, it's, it, is, it is rough. I don't know. Yeah, I would highly, highly suggest if you're looking into getting into podcasting, they're probably the, one of the greatest resources I ever heard for public speaking was a Tom Woods episode. Yep. Obviously, I don't know the, the title of the episode or whatever, but it was you probably could type in Tom Woods public speaking. I think so, go, yeah. Yeah, he goes into that. Uh, he, he goes perfect into that. I mean, he's going to go into it better than we did. But yeah, a lot of it is just like pushing through. I've done a little bit of public speaking before this, some like classes here and there. And like I know from that time, luckily, I mean, maybe that helped me out a little bit here. But one of the biggest things is like for me personally is just doing it. And if like I, I, I like it's kind of like the way I put it like is a 
I, I was always a kid in high school that like did really good, but never gave a shit, never really studied nothing. But it's like there's sometimes once I got to college that really screwed me over. And I feel like, uh, that, yeah. So I feel like it's finding a balance of giving a fuck, but not giving a fuck. And the same thing applies to public speaking. So it's like to equate it to test taking. It's like you got to care enough to study, but you also got to not care enough to be able to just like when the. You have to be able to understand that it's not the end of the world. And if, if you make a mistake whenever you're speaking or if you stutter or if you if you say uh too if you feel like you say uh too many times or whatever the people that are listening the very worst thing that's going to happen is probably they'll say well that guy is not very good at speaking but the content ultimately comes first i think the content and the ideas you're putting forward are what usually come first so if you're putting out good stuff and your ideas are good then it's really inc- it, it, you have to be able to communicate those ideas effectively, and part of that is being able to speak and, and convey them. Uh, but a lot of times you'll see people that write a lot of stuff and don't do a whole lot of speaking. They're not that good at speaking. Uh, but when I listen to them speak, it's not a big deal. You know, it's it, they say they have a particular person in mind. I don't. I'll say it. Uh, uh, Moldbug, Manchester Moldbug, Curtis Yarvin. He's done a lot of writing. His writing is excellent. But whenever he's a, whenever he does public speaking events, he's actually improved a lot. I've noticed. He's he. This is kind of how he sounds. He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 and then and uh, and so he does a lot of stuttering. He does he has a lot of us. He's not that good of a public speaker, but it doesn't bother me because I'm listening to this guy with his ideas and I enjoy listening to his ideas. And that's what I'm there for. I'm not there for the, his skill as a speaker. If I was there for his skill as a speaker, I would go watch somebody who's an expert orator. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm back. It's funny. We were literally just talking before this about this issue. And I was about to say like, you know what? I should go ahead and like figure out my editing skills. But you know what? I feel like this is perfectly appropriate for this episode to include this faux pas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I have this computer that has this weird-ass glitch where sometimes it does some weird shit. So we were talking about this beforehand, and of course it did it. But uh, Did you hear me that whole time? Because I just tried to play it off like nothing happened. I tried to play it <laughs> off like like you like you stopped your point, and I just picked up from where you were, where I figured you were going to end. So I no, just- no, I I didn't because, like I said, like my okay. uh, router did some weird shit. So and I got to figure that out. But this this is kind of like why I'm still in stage two. I'm still figuring out stuff. I'm working on an <laughs> old computer here that has some weird issues. Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to probably eventually get around to figuring out editing so I can, because uh, I'm kind of a tech idiot. So that's one of my uh, hurdles to jump through. So I'm gonna have to figure out editing so I can, when I have these issues, edit them out or get better with tech so I can figure out what the fuck the problem is. But yeah, no, I, I I was going to the whole point of like how you just kind of got to like, I don't know what you went to. I'll watch this later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of just going into you just got to with public speaking. It's just about doing it. Like I, I like to set up an outline as well, like you do. And it, my outline, the way I do outlines has changed as I've done interviews. But it, but for still for the same, I always keep it no matter even if it's very bare bones. It's still like a that's kind of my like, I guess, in a sense, my studying because I even if I don't even use the outline, I'm still like setting up the stage for what I'm going to talk about and stuff. And so it's like, I guess that's kind of like studying. And then when it comes time for it, it's just go. And like, I have this to fall back on if I start yeah, exactly. stuttering and losing yeah. shit. But for the most part, I'm mostly just going with it, you know? Yeah. And what, what I was getting into when I, I thought you could hear, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know if it was just your, your, your stream or what, but yeah. <clears throat> what I was talking about was, uh, when I go to 
so, uh, do you know who Moldbug is? Manchester oh, Moldbug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's not that good of a public speaker. If you listen to him speaking, he uh uh uh, and he stutters a lot. But it doesn't bother me because I'm not there to listen to him speak uh, for his speaking skill. I'm listening to him for his ideas, and that's that's all I was saying. If you had anything to add to that, because he he's a great writer, and most of his stuff is writing. But his he very is not a very good speaker. But it's not I'm not going there to listen to him speak. Ultimately, the ideas come first. Now you have to be able to communicate those ideas verbally if you're going to be speaking, which he can do. But his speaking skill itself is pretty lax, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, you kind of bring up a good point with Mobug. He is someone who has not really been in this this verbal realm. He hasn't really, and I've noticed, I've watched a lot of his podcasts, and it seems to be each subsequent podcast he does, he gets better and better yeah. and better. But it is like a because he's a, he was a writer, so it makes sense he's not less than the greatest. And he, you can tell, like you know, from his writing and his talking. While I don't agree, because I know there's some people who are gonna re out there, you know, like I don't agree <laughs> with everything he says. Obviously, just yeah. like anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I do find him to be a fascinating thinker. Yeah, exactly. You, you listen to him talk, and you can tell there's a shitload going on up there. And the yes. biggest thing is he's just trying to translate what's going on in that big head of his into like to where you can understand it. And that's just such a hard thing you know not even talking about public speaking but yeah no there but he's getting better each time so i, I and, do agree with that i made that point yeah. too he's getting he's gotten a lot better since i've started listening to stuff he's done yeah and that really applies to what we're talking about here because i mean but it really is important if you're gonna be a podcaster to work on that but at the same time you need to recognize starting out you are not gonna probably be what you're gonna be you know so you of just course. gotta to some extent do it you know so it's like you're never gonna get good like it's like starting to work out and expecting you're going to bench 225 right off the bat. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not. You're going you're gonna to have to work up there. And and maybe you might start out and you might be a little bit better than somebody else starting out. But you know what? Like, you got to put in that work. And that's what it comes down to. So, you know, <laughs> super professional, but it's all good. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um yeah, yeah. So let's uh let's move on to his third one. Uh, Mark's third uh, third stage is oh shit, why the fuck am I doing this? And, uh, <laughs> that's pretty appropriate. You know? Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm kind of there-ish right now. I mean, maybe I'm not too negative, but uh, yeah, it is like kind of like you're, you get to a point where like maybe you're not, you know, blown up as much as you want to, or you're in this weird spot where you're kind of in between that like, you know, that honeymoon stage is worn off where you're just starting it and you're all like excited. Yeah. So, and I think like this is where it really is like, you got to push through and you got to just remind yourself that like longevity is where it's at. Like at least my opinion, I'm, I'm talking from somebody in the third stage. Like, so if we had Mark Claire on here or something, he probably could tell us differently. Cause he's, he's in the fifth stage. So like for me, it's like, I'm just kind of surmising what these later stages are at, you know, but like for me, I, I feel like you just got to keep pushing through. Like I had Keith Knight on here and he, one of the big things he brought up is like when he first started out, he went a long time with just like, you know, five views, 10 views, three views, like, you know, like nothing. And then it's just like, you just, you just got to put in that work. And I think there's something to it. I feel like a lot of people, when they're like looking for a podcast, they see some dude who has 10 episodes and they might just be like, meh. But then you see somebody like a Pete Quinones who's up in the 500s. They're like, right. okay, well this must be good. You know, like, so some, to some extent, it's just about putting in that time and it is what it is. You got to, I mean, I guess to some extent it's drudgery. It's a little bit of like, not necessarily drudgery. Like you should learn to enjoy it, but, to some extent, if like if, I mean, I guess if you're too focused on the end goal and like I'm gonna make money or this or that, yeah. you just need to not be. Like, I mean, hopefully that comes in time, but 
I mean, it really is just one of those things that like you got to put in time. And I think once you put in time, I'd assume as long as you aren't utter trash, you're going to get to the point to where, you know, like those things start coming, you know? So Yeah. The fall I, I would imagine. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm definitely mm-hmm. still super excited. Like I guess honeymoon phase would be a good way to describe it. Like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am very glad to hear that from a, you know, a seasoned podcaster like Mark that it is there. So when it does happen and when I feel like I'm hitting this plateau that I can't really, you know, uh, raise that graph anymore, I can just take a step back and do a little bit of introspection, say, wait, you knew this was going to happen. It's going to be okay. Just weather the storm, get back through it, keep on at it, you know? Uh, So knowing that that's there, I think is going to be key in my future. This is specific to me. I don't know how other people will feel about it, but I just think that being able to be prepared that that's going to happen is, is important that in, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I don't remember. I've heard the stat a million times, a podcast that was like podcasts end after like seven episodes or something. Yeah. And that was one thing I always told myself starting out because I'm at, I think this is going to be 35 or 36. Yeah, I think 35, yeah. So, like, I mean, I feel like to some extent I'm past that hump. I'm just doing it. And, like, so it is like, you know, it is a matter of just, like, just keep pushing through. And, like, I do think once you get past that, you know, like, I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit here now. But, yeah, like, it is like a. I don't know. Yeah, just you just gotta keep pushing through it. Really, all there is to it. You well, know? it's like any other. It's like developing any other habit, a good habit, you know, or breaking a bad habit. Once you stop doing it for a certain amount of days, you're pretty much through the storm, and it's gonna suck for a little bit longer than that. You know, after you get past that seven episodes, that doesn't mean it's gonna be great. It doesn't mean that you're gonna all of a sudden see this spike in your following. It's just you're able to make it into a habit and make it into a passion. You know, and just like working out or anything you start it just it's a lifestyle change so to speak it's like you just start doing it and then you just do it reflexively and the more you do something the better you're going to get at it so there's going to be that positive feedback loop yeah no for sure yeah but it is like it really is just 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 fucking do it that's that's really all there is to that that stage and it's yeah i mean that's kind of where i am now um i do feel like like i feel like with stage three four and five that uh we're gonna get into i mean we already went to three but I feel like you kind of almost like fluctuate between those a little bit, sort of, because like I've I've some of what Mark described in four and five I've felt already, like not even doing it that long, just a little bit. But like uh, for example, four is, you see, I lost it. Oh yeah, I'm really doing it. And it's just kind of the point of like that, like his thing is like that's when you start seeing those like those like your view counts are trending up, like you know you're like doing it, like it's going good. And I I still have that because like. Don't get me wrong. There are some episodes where it's like not necessarily like doing it as drudgery, but it's like I do it. And I'm like, hell yeah, that was an awesome episode. And then I release it and I'm like, oh, like, you, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that dopamine. <laughs> like, it's not like getting the huge view counts. But then I have some where it's like it just pops through the roof. Like, uh, like I did a crypto episode one, not too long ago on that. Like that one, like killed it, you know. And, and I feel like it's kind of like it fucks you a little bit because I do like there is one thing where I think you get a boost at the beginning, at least. It's hard to tell because I also started in the time of like the COVID and there's a lot of weird censorship going on. Like when I first started, I don't feel like the censorship was in full swing. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being conspiracy minded. I don't know if that plays a part in it. If I'm being dialed back to some extent, no idea. Could just be people like maybe there's people like I feel like maybe you might get a little boost from your new podcast because people are interested and then it kind of dies down. And then eventually you get that like following that starts trending up. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is because I, I, it's hard to tell because when I started, it was like there was a huge boom like of energy on like just the internet in general when it came to like Facebook, social media. And then, then you know, the stuff came in and they started cracking down. So it's hard to tell 
like I noticed my view count started coming down right around the time they started cracking down. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know which way or the other. It also is like kind of like it was after I was like, you know, probably eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 episodes in. So it's like that, like, I feel like the honeymoon phase for new viewers wore off a little bit, you know, because right, it's right. like, so people that didn't, weren't like super duper interested probably bailed, you know, like, cause I feel like a lot of people probably try out a new podcast. Yeah. They're like, you know, they're interested, see where it goes and they bail. But now I, I still have these like moments of like where I'll have these like big ones. It is weird. It's never the episodes that you think really that like do do really well. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of hard to predict, but like I have noticed that there have been like ones where I kind of burst through and that's when I kind of like, okay, okay. Like I, I see a little bit of the light. And don't get me wrong, I'm not just doing it for view counts, but I do think that is like, it kind of is just almost like, if people aren't watching it, to some extent, it's almost like, why am I doing this? Because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's fun having conversations with cool people, but to some extent, you're also like, oh, this is stuff I want to get to the world, and if nobody's giving a shit, why am I spending all this time and effort, and, you know, like, I actually have to pay for this, you know, stuff like that, like, so it is kind of like, you know, if I'm not getting some sort of feedback back, it's like, why do I keep doing this, you know? Yeah. And then if you get a good one and then that it comes back down and doesn't go back up until, you know, it's going to go back up, but you're not seeing it because you're being pessimistic or whatever. Then that's going to, that's going to sting a little bit too. It's like, well, I thought I was doing good. And then, and I think you are onto something with the honeymoon for the viewers too, because if you have something new, if you've got that following of a few hundred on Twitter or whatever, maybe, I don't know, 20% of them check out your first or first five podcasts and then the ones that maybe they're not really podcast listeners at all. Maybe they don't like your stuff. Maybe they don't like how you sound. Maybe they don't like how you speak. And that little bit drops off and you're only going to retain a smaller percentage of that original percentage. So that's going to hurt. And uh, eventually that's the start. That's the point at which you need to start just being dedicated and understanding that, you know what, just continue at it and we'll keep building this following. I think. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, and then Mark's last one is like, this is like the, the, uh, the, you know, this is it. Like you've made it. Like he's, he's called it. I'm, I've come full circle one. And one of the big things he, the way he defined that as is like, I mean, there's multiple things to it, but one of the biggest things I got out of it is that like now people are coming to you asking like if for you to come on their show and like, and they're like, and not only are they doing that, but then they're like excited when you do it. And I've probably had like one or two minor moments where I had that. And I was kind of like, huh. And I'm like, I guess is weird. And it's funny too, because I have kids and they know I podcast and like, they kind of have this like weird, like, are you famous daddy? I'm like, <laughs> not really, but <laughs> you know, maybe one day, but not that I'm doing it for that. I kind of don't give a shit, but like, you know, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, we're kind of just talking shit about this spot. Cause I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm not I, really nowhere near that, but I have felt glimpses where I'm kind of like, oh, okay. You know, I have like, all right, cool. And it's kind of like a cool feeling, you know, when you're like, oh, someone's actually legitimately like, wow. <laughs> you know, you're that guy that they're contacting. Not that I'm huge. I mean, that's not not entirely accurate, but I was kind of surprised when like the first person even contacted me to come on their show. I'm like, hey, why? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I was going to say that, that, that might give you a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Like whenever mm-hmm. you're getting invited, it's like, well, what do you want with me? I, who, you know, who the hell am I? And mm-hmm. I think knowing that that stage is something that, is there that stage five i'm oh okay i've made it there's gonna be people that want me to be on their show that will help you kind of get through or at least of you know stave off that imposter syndrome of well what do you want to do with me i'm no you know and then you could kind of understand well oh well here i am i'm actually at a spot where the smaller guys are trying to get me as a guest or whatever so i think knowing that exists is going to be a big help uh, as well 
Yeah, for real. Uh, and now I think we're going to I – mean, can I hit on all that? Now I want to kind of go into, go into logistics for those looking to get into it. And we kind of touched on a little bit here and there. But I want to go into more logistics stuff for like uh, – for example, my first note is distribution. So like how do you go about distribution? Uh, so for me, like I do – I have – this is on StreamYard. This is what I use to record. I mean this might not necessarily be uh, uh, distribution, but I use StreamYard. Some people use Zoom. Um, some people use – you know, some people just go the audio-only route and they do like other ones. Like I, what, what are you using? I use Audacity and I, yeah. I just do uh, I just do audio. Like for you, I uh, recorded – well, only I only recorded the audio, but we chatted over Zoom and uh for ace we just chatted over discord there was no video chat <clears throat> and i for at least for the for the time being i'm only doing audio and i'm using i use audacity it's a great program that a, a, a amateur novice or whoever whatever category i'm in uh can use yeah i mean for me Streamyard is pretty goddamn user-friendly and i don't know why i mean i would for some reason just like because I, I i'll be honest i listen i'm well, listen to most of my podcasts on youtube I know that's not good. A lot of people are like, oh, YouTube's bad. I'm really bad. I'm not very good with tech stuff. I'm very much like a boomer in a lot of ways like that. Like, I just like to have my stuff all in one spot, and YouTube kind of has that. And, like, I mean, I listen to some things elsewhere, but for the most part, it's all YouTube. And, like, even stuff that's, like, audio only. Like, for example, like, Pete Quinone, as we talked about earlier, like, I think I just now noticed he recently started doing, like, a, a video component. But for the most part, he's always kind of been audio and like there's nothing going on. But I'll, I'll have it going in my car while I'm driving and I'll just listen to it. Like, I mean, even yeah. though it's on YouTube, I'm not really watching it. But I don't know why. For me personally, I do like there being a video component because I know for me personally, I will like look down it. And I don't know. It just kind of makes a tiny difference to me. I have no idea if it really makes a difference for the average listener. But whatever. It was just also StreamYard was just user friendly for me. So it's like different strokes, different folks. I'm not saying you're wrong if you're going audio only. It's just a matter of like what you're shooting for i'm yeah. literally i mean both of us are just in like what you know throw shit against the wall see what sticks kind of thing you know yeah <laughs> and i get it that the video element would help you know with certain people but the uh and tom woods has i, I have my episodes on youtube too uh there's no video element it's just the audio with the you know the thumbnail as my my little m uh logo that i had made uh and like tom woods has is audio only with his little with you know his with his logo on there too as a thumbnail and you know it is it is cool to i mean normally i'm listening and i'm i'm working so i'm not looking at the at the phone anyway i'm just listening to it uh and i do listen to a lot of stuff on youtube but you know for example like joe rogan he moved all his stuff to spotify and there's a they i don't know if they made this for him or if it always existed that they have a spotify like video player but uh, a lot of people don't like that. They want it on YouTube because that's what they're used to. So I think it's whatever you build up with. I think what obviously what people are more familiar with, they're going to like more. They're going to be more comfortable with. So for Joe, it seems, I mean, I don't know what his numbers look like. Only he and, you know, his producer and Spotify know that. But it seems the audience reaction that I've seen has been very negative that he's taken it off of YouTube and, and it's gone exclusively to Spotify. Uh, yeah i oh sorry no no i was i was just gonna say i i my stuff is whenever you have a make a podcast whatever hosting you have gives you an rss feed which you know you can distribute that to any podcatcher you know like stitcher or or google podcasts or apple podcasts or whatever spotify too has podcasting so mine is i was just gonna say that mine is also everywhere and in addition to that i upload the audio to youtube 
Yeah, I know most podcast hosts will let you. Some of them will straight up then put it on YouTube for you. Like I started on YouTube and then I found like the podcast host. I use Red Circle, which is a free one. So like people getting into it, that's a good one. I don't know what you use. Uh, uh, I use Anchor, Anchor.fm. I know a lot of people use Anchor too. I don't know if it's very free or not. very easy to use. It is free. It is free. And the reason uh, it it you I don't, how much does Red Circle have a limit on how much you can upload? I have no idea. I've never oh. run any issues, so. I don't know, you know, because that was one of the big things for me is I wanted to make sure that I had because the the limited the limit you can have at as one uh, as at a time uploads at a time is 250 megabytes. And with an MP3 file, it's about one minute per megabyte. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, one megabyte per minute. So an hour long podcast is only 60 megabytes you, to, to get over the limit with an MP3 file. You'd have to go for over four hours. And that's like, you, so I never have to worry about space or uh, upload da- uh, data being an issue. And as I, was, I was just curious as to how, if you knew how Red Circle worked in that way. I, okay. Now I do feel like I've seen like a megabyte limit before, but I've never run an issue. And I've uh, had uh, like hour and a half long podcast. I've never gone like past. I think I've had a couple go a little bit past, but I genuinely try to keep mine around that length because I feel like you lose people past an hour and a half. Probably, yeah. So, like, yeah. And to touch on the Joe Rogan thing you mentioned, I I don't know if it really is too prescient to what we're talking about here, but, like, I think it might be a little bit. Personally, I hate the Spotify move. Like, I saw he was – I think he had Michael Malice on recently. Yeah. And I was, like, excited. Like, oh, that's cool. And then I went to go check. Actually, I think it was Michael Mouse and Elon Musk was in the same week or some shit. And I just both. Yeah, he had both of them really recently. Yeah. Yeah, and I I fucking went to go like check it out, and then like Spotify like was them wanting me to make an account, which I've been on Spotify before and it's never done that. But I don't know if it had something to do with Joe Rogan, and it just I was like it was being weird, and I was just like and I was like I'm not I don't feel like downloading another app, and I was like I guess I'm just not listening to Joe Rogan anymore. Like yeah, whatever. That is what a lot of people have done. I mean, I already had Spotify for the music, so I have a I have a subscription to it. So I, you know that was that's not a problem for me. But I totally get like YouTube is 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 free for for anybody that wants to use it. You just need an internet connection, and you have to watch an ad or or whatever. If if you don't have the YouTube Red subscription, which I which I also do because I don't hate I hate ads so much. But uh, yeah, I, that's. So we have anecdotal evidence right here. I mean, I, I, a lot of the res, uh, the reaction that I've seen is, well, the, exactly what you just said. Oh, I guess I'm not listening to Joe Rogan anymore. He posts the clips on he posts the clips on YouTube, and you can go look at all the comments are saying, "Come back to YouTube, f, f Spotify." You know, it's like, well, he made his money. I can't fault the man. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll come back eventually one day. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't really care that much. I mean, not to sound like a prude, but in a lot of ways, I feel like I've kind of moved past Joe Rogan. Yeah, so, like, I, know, I, I know what you mean. I do. Yeah, like I used to listen to him a lot, but I like it was weird. Like Joe Rogan is like a good like entry point for people getting into podcasts because you find a lot of people on Joe Rogan. Like I yeah. found Dave Smith on Joe Rogan. That's how I found him. Oh, I found sweet. found Michael Malice. I found a bunch of other people, and then like I find you find people you like on there, like Kyle Kalinske, which was on a recent part of the problem. He's a lefty. Like yep. I found him, and he's a pretty good lefty. Like I think I found him on there, and I that's where I went with that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but I found a lot of, I think I found Jimmy Dore on there as well, which, you know, he's another lefty, found a lot of people. And then like, after a while, I found so many people on his podcast that I no longer need Joe Rogan. Exactly. If anything, yeah. his thing is the guest, which I mean, I don't know if he just put himself out of a job in that way. Obviously not. No, I, guess, <laughs> I don't think that, but yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, cause in a lot of ways I move past. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some, sometimes I do want to watch a Joe Rogan episode, but 
I mean, I'm not going to go through the trouble. I really, it's not that big of a deal to me anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it is what it is. You know? I don't know what, if this is a problem for anybody else, anyone else could say something, but the Spotify video player is garbage. Like, uh, th- you it it kept buffering and i've never had an issue playing i have a great i have great internet speed and i've never had an issue with video on on any other play on youtube or on like vimeo or whatever else there are uh i've never had an issue with buffering even at the highest resolution that i can run with my computer and monitor kept stopping on me on freaking Spotify. So I don't know if it's just like not optimized or what. I have no idea, but it, that's something I wonder if other people are having that issue as well. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really even fucked with it. Really. I think I mostly do the audio when I've been on Spotify a few times, but yeah. Um, I think we touched on, you know, like you can use the different podcast hosts and they will just distri- distribute it everywhere. So that's the only thing like a lot of people are like worried about promotion, like getting into it, find a good podcast host, go from there. I, put my shit on podcast host and I manually update my like mp4s which are video files onto YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you just go the podcast host route, but I don't know, do you have to manually upload your YouTube ones or does it do it for you with your yeah, podcast? Yeah, you have to you have to upload it to YouTube on your own. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we kind of both do the same thing. I just I just do the mp4s on YouTube, which admittedly is a little bit of a pain in the ass cuz it takes a long time to upload to be honest. So Well, mine is yours cuz yours is a video element to it, so there's a lot more data there. Mine is just one solid. It's just a background. It's just a screen. So it my my files are effectively the same size. They're not increased by that much by, you know, virtue of it not being a video. It's just the one the one still so for me, uploading on YouTube is is not. It, I mean, to do the the hour long podcast, the longest one I've done uh, was I don't know. It probably took thirty minutes, which isn't. It's not short for you know a lot of people, but that's definitely not nearly as long as it would take to upload out like a video, an actual video. That's that long at least. Yeah, I've done a few uploads on YouTube where it's just like I took a video or took a like it would say I was on an appearance on somebody else and I put it on my YouTube channel. Uh, and it was like an audio only thing. Like for example, with yours, I'll be uploading next week. Um, which for when people are watching this, whatever, I'm not going to go into that. I don't know when I'm uploading it, but anyways, uh, you know, like, so I have done that where I've uploaded the, I've had to convert MP3 to an MP4 and then put it on my YouTube channel. And, but because it was just an audio only, it's super low file size. Let's go up quick. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting kind of the weeds, but, um, anyways, now to, to further go further into promotion, um, like, I feel like it's really important personally. Um, I don't know if you're feeling it too, to promote. So for me, it's a matter of I've, I was basically only on Facebook before I started podcasting. Now I'm on Facebook. I'm on MeWe. I'm on, uh, I'm on Minds. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Float. Uh, and I feel like I'm missing something else. But I was on Parler before I got nuked. And Parler was actually pretty dope for the purposes of like being a podcaster and to promote your shit. But yeah, and, and from there, then I go in there and, you know, do the, the, hey, come check out this episode, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's, and I have noticed just from my view counts, like that makes a huge difference. So like, it's kind of like, I feel like promotion is important. I don't know if you've experienced that yet or not. No, not really. And I'm only, I'm only on Twitter. I'm on MeWe, but I'm not, it's only to be in a, a, a group that uh, I'm a part of. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting on Facebook. I I refuse uh, I might get on some of these other independent ones like mines or if parlor, I know does parlor still exist. Cause I know if they took it off with the play store and the Apple store and all that, but can you still get to it on online? Like on your browser? I don't know. I saw some chatter recently that was talking about how like you still can 
or something. I don't know. I can't on my phone. I know that much. I don't really know what that means. I don't know. I mean, I can. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm Maybe not, you need a, a VPN or something to be able to get it because I know people have talked about getting around it, and that was an outrage. For, you know, in the the corporate press was so mad. You remember that? Yeah, because I mean, they were saying, "Oh, the Russian." They were they were talking about they were they were do, doing it through some Russian server, which I guess means you need to do it through a VPN. And I don't have a VPN, but I mean, if I were to get one, maybe I would go to Parler. But I'm not interested in most social medias in general because they all they mostly suck. I mean, I like Twitter, but I don't. I'm not a fan of Facebook. I do not like Facebook. I have no interest in connecting with people that I went to high school with, or you know whatever and facebook you can't even you it, it's a they give you stuff that they think you want to see they don't give you things in in just you know chronological or or you know it would be technically reverse chronological order because it's the most recent stuff first it's just an algorithm based on who the hell knows what of what they put up on your page so or you know for you to see at least not on your page but you know what's on your screen is it I, i'm not interested <laughs> I mean, well, I would say, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm only to three right now, so I have no idea if this is legit or not. So, but I mean, from my personal experience so far, it has been a kind of important, the fact that I've diversified my social media presence and I'm yeah, like trying to increase my social media presence on each one of those platforms and then promote my shit, which then it runs into another problem is then I feel like you come off as hacky. If you're, all you're doing is promoting your shit, it's a balancing act. So like, yeah, you know, like even on Twitter, like if all I'm doing is promote my shit, I, I found myself, I'm, I used to be a big Facebook guy, but now I'm on Twitter. And I know you were talking about, like, you don't want to see your Facebook or old high school friends and shit. I've actually, uh, like, a lot of people know, they, they've been watching the show. This isn't all, like, my this isn't my real name. Like, so this alt that I have, I have very few people that I know in real life on my actual profile on Facebook. So it's, like, it's all people that I've connected through philosophical, you know, shit. I mean, I have a few people I know in real life that I consider to be cool that I keep on there. But like for the most part, it's like not normal people. Actually, part of why I made the alt was because the fact that like I had a lot of like like my family is very much like conservative and like you know like and a very religious, and so they would get a lot of butt hurt by like sometimes shit I'd say. So it's like and don't get me wrong, I kind of like had fun with that. But after a while, it's just kind of like I would like to just be able to have a spot where I can like interact with these ideas without not having to deal with my like aunt being like oh well this this and that and like, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, Facebook's not that bad. I mean, it's not that good either. I'm getting very disenfranchised by it now. It was cool back in the day, but it is, Facebook is probably the fucking worst right now when it comes yeah. to, like, you know, censorship and shit like that. So, you know. Yeah, and I don't mean that. It's not that I'm not. It's not that I'm worried about people because, I mean, pff, you know, I don't give a damn if who thinks what. It's just I have no interest. I, I don't really care. And this is going to sound mean, and I don't really care. I just don't care about connecting with people that i knew from the past i have no interest like it's that i'm i'm call it autism call it social whatever like i i just have no interest in connecting with any of the people whoever i have now if your number is not in my phone fuck them i don't care <laughs> there's no reason for me to bother with it and i feel like that i know facebook you can do I mean, that's originally what the thing about it was. And that's what it was for whenever I was younger was like, oh, you could, you know, oh, this person you went to elementary with that moved away. Oh, you could find him now or your your grandmother or cousin or aunt or whoever that lives three states away that, you know, only you ever, you only see at family gatherings or Christmas or whatever. You can connect with them now. But that was never a factor for me in the first place. And now that now that it's gone the route that it's gone, as you just described it, there's no there's really no point in me being on it at all. It, it's just garbage. 
Yeah, I literally only use it for promoting. Like, if it wasn't the fact that I already had a pretty good presence on there, because before it got crazy, like, I was, did have a good presence on there. I interacted on there. I liked Facebook at the time, especially since I, like, no longer was operating under my real name. I was just interacting with people I found interesting. Like, Facebook ended up being a really cool place, in my opinion. And, but once it started cracking down, it got really lame. And I've gotten banned so many damn times for a dump. Like, the last time I got banned yeah. was... I shared a uh, I shared a moose a meme that was a quote from Mussolini, and it was like uh, I can't remember, I think the quote was something along the lines of like uh, I'm sure you probably heard it. It was like uh, fascism could more appropriately be called corporatism because it's a merger of the state and the uh, and the and the the private sector or whatever I forget how yeah. it's term. But and that got me banned, and I was like Jesus Christ, it's the most ironic thing that could ever happen, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> and uh, so like yeah, no, it's gone insane. Like I don't even. It used to be like I used to have fun and I was a shit poster and like I would like intentionally like ride the line to be like what's gonna get me banned just for fun, you know, like but now it's like I don't even know where the line is. There is no line. I know it's just, and it's just I, whatever. You know? I think they do that on purpose so they can yeah. just get rid of people they don't like for whatever reason and be if you're vague about the rules, then they don't have to be specific about what rule you broke, and then that way they can boot you off for whatever for whatever reason. Yeah. But like I said, now I'm at the point where I have I have like a few thousand like like you know friends on there, so it's like whatever. It's a good spot for me to share my podcast. I don't do anything on there anymore. I even after my last band, I came back and said, "Sorry, I'm not gonna be interacting like that anymore. I will just be sharing my podcast, and that's it." Because it's like I just it's just annoying. It's just like a and it's like I do get like a good boost for my views and stuff out of there. So it's like I'm not gonna risk that for the occasional meme. Like yeah. well, although like I had a lot of fun with the meme game on Facebook, it's just not really worth it. You know, if I was just like a if I didn't have a podcast or something, I'd probably I probably either wouldn't be on Facebook anymore or I just would like I would just be on there and shit post and then when I get banned, whatever, just suck it up and then just come yeah, back thirty just, days later. You know, like <laughs> Yeah, if I was in a position like that where I already had a you know, a, a few hundred or a thousand people or whatever, then it'd be different and I'd probably just do what you're doing now. But I was I wasn't on it since I don't know, since after like right after high school anyway. And since then I you know it's been nothing, so there's no point in me getting back on it and trying to build anything up there now. Mm. All right. Well, next thing I want to touch on is when you're creating a podcast, like what is the angle you want to go at? And the biggest thing, I, the biggest point I want to really get at, and I'll get you pick your brain on, it, is I feel like it's really important not to overly define yourself. And I think me and you both did a good job of that because, like I, I, I don't know if we said in this episode of before we were recording. But I was talking about how when I started this, when it started, is like I initially was like it was going to be only cultural topics and not political. And I found out that just really was just like it was just kind of like tying my arm behind my back for no reason. Yeah. And like because the pot like this initially was born out of the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and the and the the group that was there. And like while I do still agree with that idea of having a spot where we focus on cultural things it still is for the purpose of my podcast to only do that it was very restricting so now like now i'll just put like the cultural stuff on that that page and then my like everything goes on on my main page but uh point being it was good that i didn't like come up with some sort of title or overly restrict myself even though i did kind of say that was my mission statement beginning it wasn't like i named my podcast like the cultural only spot or something yeah. like that you know like so I, I left myself this room to evolve and adapt like just being no way Jose. It's just, you know, what I want to share and that's it. And you kind of do the same thing. I mean, man, maybe you can make a case. You're just a little bit more restricting, but not really. Cause I mean, mm, the individual, maybe. 
not really. You know, like you can go anywhere with that, really. You know. Yeah, individualism. So, you can apply that to anybody or anything, any 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 venture, any human activity. But I did grapple with that for a little bit before starting doing anything at all. Uh, like why, you know, whether I should do silly stupid memes or dumb videos or you know you have to find what you think you'd be good at and what you think you would enjoy and it's like do you want to keep the you want to keep the politics separate from the culture stuff you want to keep that separate from you know entertainment or sports or whatever it's like well why not and eventually i was like why bother separating any of it at all if there's something that comes along that I'm interested in that I want to talk about, especially if I have a guest that I can talk about it with, I'm just going to do it. Why, why bother restrict, you know, why bother pigeonholing yourself into, well, I can only talk about this baseball incident if it has something to do with the white house press release of last week. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't make any sense. And it's, that's something I did definitely. I think it's a lot easier to, to, then again, I don't know. Maybe it's easier for some people to focus on one thing because then sometimes knowing too much or having too much to work with is a burden because you don't know where to go with it, you know? So it it for different strokes for different folks. You know, for me, I like to be able to talk about anything and I have this linchpin of libertarianism, individualism or whatever, uh, and the economics that I like. That's kind of a linchpin that I can always center things around. But if something's if something's interesting that I want to talk about, I'll just go ahead and do it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I think it's a balancing act too. Because I yeah. do I do think it's like if you leave yourself too open to like what is this? It's it's like I don't know. You don't really give anybody things to grab onto. Because I know I feel like if I'm looking for a new podcast, you are kind of like, well, what do they talk about? You know, like I'm not just gonna just randomly just some random dude. Like there has to be something to it. But like same time, it's like you don't want to over restrict yourself. It's one thing like. If you like, for example, like the school sucks podcast, I mean, that's the first example that just came to mind now. There was something like a note or anything. Like, he was a teacher for like forever. So, I'm sure he could probably go on for that, about that for forever. So, right. if you have a thing that's like your niche, and, and even then, like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't really listen to his podcast, but I'm pretty sure he's probably even then kind of like evolved past that a little bit and goes into a lot of other topics. But, like, yeah, my point being, like, you don't want to over restrict yourself, but if you do have a special little niche, you maybe play that a little bit. So, it is like a balancing act. I mean, like I've been noticing a lot in this space that there's been a lot of people lately who haven't been like, you know, I wish I hadn't pigeonholed myself. Like even it, like we brought up Mark Claire, like he's brought up that like lines of liberty, like he even kind of regrets having the term liberty. In it. But I mean, I guess he says he regrets it now, but it's also like they're huge now. So it's like, do you yeah. really regret it? I, I don't know. You know, and now they're just at a point where like maybe we wish we'd left ourselves a little bit more room to grow. I, I don't know, you know. Because it kind of does prevent them to some extent having certain guests and stuff, which makes sense when you get to that level. Mm-hmm. Which I guess when you're a small fry, you're probably not going to think of that, you know. But- yeah, that's true, right? If you're if you're specifically talking, you want to be able to have people that aren't aren't libertarians or aren't interested in politics at all. I mean, but maybe some people aren't interested in doing that either. Maybe some people don't care. Maybe they only want to talk about, you know, libertarianism or their political ideology of whatever it is. I keep saying that. I keep going back to libertarianism because that's what I am. But uh, it, it, like I said, it just whatever you think works for you. And you don't know, I mean, you don't know that's the best part of the, that's life. You don't know how it's going to work out. And maybe you look back on it 500 episodes later and you're like, well, I kind of wish I'd have did this different, but do you, like you just said, do you really, you don't know. Cause it, maybe you wouldn't be here if you hadn't done that. So you never know. And it you just it's one step at a time, keep moving forward. All right, cool. The next point I kind of want to get to is when you're starting, you got to kind of start thinking about like what kind of podcast, like basically what basic template do you want to fulfill? Because really there's only so many different versions. Like we kind of touched on a little bit. 
you know, like really the only thing I can think of was like probably three different versions. I mean, I guess there are, maybe they're like four, but for the purposes of just being like somebody like us, just kind of like without like editing skills or crazy, you know, like video skills or something, really all you got is like a solo. You got like, you know, live stream interviews, you know, cause I would consider this like an interview, although maybe it's not necessarily perfectly interview. It's more of a discussion, yeah. but essentially having a guest on mm-hmm. or actually even then there's probably a fourth. Cause you get a lot of people have like co-hosts. So mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. So, but I mean, for the most part, if you're just some dude, random dude starting out, you're pretty much either going to only have the, you know, having an interview like a guest, you're going to be able to do your solo thing or you do live streams. And so I kind of want to touch on that and like, you know, the pros and cons. The, the easiest one to dismiss right off the bat is I say live stream. If you're starting out, unless you have some sort of huge following, like yeah. for example, like we've had uh, Josh Smith that we've talked to a lot. Like I sent an episode with him. He's in our group chat. Um, he's got like a thousand subscribers and he hasn't even started a podcast yet. Him, he probably could start off with a live stream right off the bat because he's got mm-hmm. plenty of people interacting. But like I had initially like had been like thinking about doing a live thing. And like I then I noticed like I had nowhere near the involvement that I thought I would need for it. So it's like there's no point doing a live stream because part of the point of a live stream is like having that involvement with the audience. And if you don't have an audience, yeah, there, there's not really a live stream to be had, you know, so I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I can dispel that right off the bat that for the most part, unless you have some sort of a huge following already, you probably can just go ahead and throw a live stream out the, out the gate. I mean, maybe you can do it just as like a feature, but I wouldn't use that as like something to lean on to be like, well, interact with my, my, uh, you know, my, uh, my audience. Cause it's like, well, you don't have an audience yeah. there, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't really have much to add to that other than yeah. what I think that you could do as long as you are like, recording and uploading and doing the stuff that you would otherwise do like i guess the way you put it not leaning on the live stream would be the way to go but yeah part of live streaming is being able to interact with the people in the chat or whatever and that if you don't have anybody in the chat then it's really pointless but i mean maybe like there's various platforms like twitch i don't know if people live stream podcasts on twitch i don't know much most people do video games and music and stuff but there are other you know youtube people do podcasts live streaming so maybe i don't know it could work for some people but i do think oh like generally speaking the best move uh for live streaming is once you have people that can interact in the chat so yeah i agree with that yeah, like for me, probably I probably wouldn't even try to do a live stream until I got to like over 500 subscribers or something, you know? Yeah. So like, but yeah. Um, so the big thing I want to kind of get at here is inter- or interview versus solo. So because, and that kind of touches on public speaking, because I think that plays to different strengths. And I know for me personally, I've done probably two or three solo episodes. I can't recall if I've done a third or if it's just two, but I fucking hated them. <laughs> um, like hated them because it's just like, for me, it doesn't feel organic. It's like, I mean, while I can like, I mean, a lot of my style, I feel like in the episodes I have is I kind of work off my guests. It's not necessarily a straight up interview. It's more of a discussion. And I will kind of go on little mini rants where I get my mind moving a certain way. But if I'm just alone and I have nothing to bounce off of, I just feel like I'm talking to a computer because it's exactly what I'm fucking doing. And it's weird. Yeah. And it like just throws me off. But like if I have somebody, it, it, like I can kind of act like, and not even act like, because it straight up is, I can act like I'm having a normal conversation because I am. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you know, if I was at work, you know, just shooting the shit with my buddy, and we we're just like you know going, you know, going deep into it, you know, like which I that's the thing I've done. It's this is why like these interviews are straight up like discussions I have in real life sometimes. Maybe yeah. not to this extent, but you know, like, <laughs> but you, well, you get the idea. Go yeah, ahead. I, 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 I've done three solos and the two with the two with uh, the two guests, you and Ace. And 
I do. I definitely would enjoy the guests a lot more. But the three that I did solo, I had something that was uh, that I was using as a backbone for it, which was uh, I have a blog, and I was just going off of blogs, uh, blog posts that I had on my website. So the first one was just introducing what this podcast was, and just an introductory blog post that I had written. The second one was talking about my, uh, I had written a little blog post about how I developed ideologically, like how I progressed from where I started to, to where I am now. Uh, we kind of talked about that, you and I, when we were, uh, when we were on my show. And then in the third episode, I spoke, I wrote a lengthy piece about the, uh, the latest proposition from Joe Biden. I don't know if it is the latest at this point at the time it was the latest about gun legislation. Uh, and so I kind of went off of that and that one, I didn't, the first two, I kind of, I nearly read the post verbatim and then just added on the third one. I didn't really read a whole lot of the stuff. I just kind of skimmed over it as I was speaking and just hit the points that I wanted to hit. So I'm not, I I'm fine with doing solos. Uh, I, didn't expect to be having guests so soon. So I was already prepared to be able to, you know, I was already prepared to have to go into it just talking, but I, I talk to myself all the time. I go on rants when I'm driving in the car. Sometimes I want to get my phone out and start recording it and then, you know, turn that into something, but maybe I'll do that in the future. I don't know if not that I realize how easy it is to get guests. Maybe that won't have to, maybe that won't be an issue, <laughs> but uh, I definitely enjoy having a guest more, but I, I, I think I could pull it off for a lengthy, you know, for a long period of time without them, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, I personally, I hope to never do a uh, solo one again. Like <laughs> if, if I have to, I'd like to have like a co-host. I mean, maybe cause like that's, I feel like that's a different dynamic than an interviewer, but like having somebody you can lean on for me personally, I do think it's a good move though. I didn't think of that having like a blog or something that was like a, you know, a straight up thing that you can basically be pulling from and then riff yeah. off of a little bit. Like, that's definitely could make sense. I never had those because I would use, I would, when I had my solos, I would do the same thing I do for my interviews where I'd have a, have an outline. Like I didn't have like a straight up blog post or, or like some article. Like I've wrote a couple articles, not a lot, but like something like that. So I probably could go back and like do something like that. If I was ever do solo again, not a bad idea. It kind of sparked an idea for maybe a couple solo episodes down the line. Yeah. Cause I did do a couple articles, but yeah, now that makes sense how I could see myself being able to pull that off, but being able to just like with just a rough outline on a, generic topic and just going that yeah. that is that is rough that's really yeah. rough you know I feel like, like that would be tough yeah so yeah no that definitely is uh but it is like different strokes for different folks because like you said you talk to yourself more often and even then like i guess i do still like have like i'll have like intellectual debates in my head like shit like that and i feel like a lot of people do that like a uh, uh, similar artists to us you know <laughs> but yeah um i think is there anything else i had to touch on that do you feel like there's anything i forgot because i feel like we're kind of getting to a good point to and kill i feel like we kind of hit on most of the stuff you kind of need to know for doing a podcast really that yeah was the main uh, thing. i mean the thing is is just the i mean i don't think we there's not really much more i could say as a very as a beginner as a novice there's not much that i can add to the conversation that hasn't already been set i don't i don't think but uh hearing from a beginner and if I can do it, I know if you're thinking about doing one, not you, but you in it, you in general, you the audience. If I can do it, you can do it. So there's that. I can add that because uh, I I'm not the best. I don't think I'm the best speaker. I don't think I'm the best writer. I don't think I'm the best uh, at presenting my ideas. I don't think I'm the best at uh, just conversing with people. But I'm doing it. 
And people that are better than me at all of those, there are people that are better than me at all of those things or, or individual things of, in, that I just mentioned. And you could, then you could definitely do it too. I, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, the biggest thing I would pull out of this is, and I've been saying it for a while, multiple podcasts I've done is just do it. It's as mm-hmm. simple as that. Just do it. If you want to do it, go do it. I mean, I guess to some extent, maybe not everyone should do it, but if this is something you've been thinking about for a long time and you want to do it, just do it. The worst case scenario, you just be like, this is not for me and you stop which yeah. most people do anyways. But at the end of the day, just do it. Cause it was one of those things that once, like at least for me, once I did it, it was like, Oh, this isn't so hard. I can do mm-hmm. this, you know, like, and it is what it is. You do it and you move past and that's that. And that's all there is to it really. Yeah. You know? and, and if you, if you keep doing it and, and nothing somehow doesn't, n- nothing comes of it or anything. And you're just spending, I don't know, a few hours a week recording and editing and posting this stuff, then you're, you're not doing anything less you're not getting anything out of it than you were for example not doing it you don't get anything out of it at all but if you do it and don't get anything out of it at all well i think doing it is kind of its own reward anyway so you're 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 coming out you're coming out positive regardless i i think yeah i mean i guess there is some level of like you got to get away the pros and cons because like if you're like shirking real world responsibilities for some oh, reason, yeah. then maybe don't. Because like for me, like this literally was born out of like, I mean, yes, I said this came out of other group, but the only reason I even started doing it is because my wife works nights and like I'm not, as I've gone older, I've watched less TV and do less like that. So I just kind of just sit around with my thumb in my ass if my wife's not around because like, I don't really have anything to do. Like I might read or something and don't get me wrong, reading is a good thing, but it's kind of like I can make better use of my time by doing something like this. So it's like, right why not do it? And, but if it was like, this was somehow taking away from other things, like I generally try to schedule these for later in the day. Cause I'm a family man. I have a wife, two kids. I try not to make, allow this to pull away from my family time. So if this did start taking more away, I'm already at the point where like, I do lose a little bit of money cause I have to pay for Streamyard to, for the paying account. I mean, I guess to be real, I, I if I don't start like making some, maybe at some point, if I keep losing money, cause it's like 25 bucks a month, it's not that much, but if it, I keep losing money, maybe at some point I'll stop, but I have a Patreon. I mean, eventually I'll get enough money to where it's covered. If I can at least get to the point where it's covered, it's kind of like, why the hell not? I'm not doing anything yeah. else. So yeah, like right. the only thing I can like, it's literally like, there's no, if I can get to the point where it's like, I wouldn't be doing anything else anyways, and I'm not losing any money, then there's literally no reason not to. So that's yeah, like that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a balancing pros and cons. Like if it's like you're a super duper busy guy and there's no way you can fit this into your time or say you somehow find yourself getting more value out of sitting on the couch and drinking beer and mm-hmm. watching the latest, the, watching the game. Nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, cool. If you get more value of that, great. I'm not as, I'm not a sports ball guy. I, I, I generally like, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be reading. Then that'd probably be it. So like, I have nothing else going on. So why the hell not? You know, if my wife wasn't working nights, if she wasn't gone, I'd probably wouldn't be doing that because we spend time with her. But yeah, if you have nothing else going on, fucking why not? You know? So yeah, yep. But I yeah, agree. No, kind of on a little bit of rant there. If you have anything to add on to it, no. <laughs> well, a little bit. I was just gonna say I'd get. I would come home and play video games and drink some beers. You know, after after taking care of whatever I had to take care of around the house. I don't have any kids or anything, but I do have a wife, and you know, but after you know, taking care of stuff around the house, get sit in my chair on my computer and just do what I'm doing, except with playing video games or whatever. But now it, it, I find I'm a lot more excited to come home from, from, a, from work when I've got an idea in my head for a blog post, or if I know like today, Oh, I'm going to be doing that podcast today. This is going to be sweet. So it is, it's something that I enjoy immensely. So it does give me more than if I was sitting here drinking beer, playing video games for one, but 
it's also it's something to it's something to drive to, it's something to uh to, to push for like it's something to to I want to improve it. I want to get better at it. So it is something that I'm, I'm driven to do. So if you're not in, I mean, I wouldn't say it is difficult to say, cause you could treat it like a hobby and not treat it like, like a passion or whatever. And that would be something you could do. I, I, I don't know. Different people have different ways of going about things. Uh, but I mean, I guess the way you put it is if you, if you get more out of doing something else, do something else. But if you could, if you're if you're planning on doing something like this and you think you would enjoy it and you're not going to be losing any money or at the very least losing a little bit of money a little bit a month that you would pay for a pot, a podcast hosting if you do that or web if you make a website then the web hosting yeah whatever eat out less one time less a month or whatever and that's it that's it. you're not losing anything you know yeah no for real and I, that's probably a good spot to kill it like mm -hmm. i mean it's really you know just a matter of you know this is austrian economics it's what you value it's completely exactly. subjective subjective <laughs> value today so, oh, i want to say today is carl menger's birthday so happy birthday carl menger the creator of the austrian school of economics the creator of the subjective value theory uh he wasn't the only one that had come up with the marginal uh the, the marginal utility but he's the only one that then determined from that the subjective value theory. So shout out to Carl Menger. Happy birthday. He's 181. Nice. That's 181 <laughs> old motherfucker. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you want to go ahead and drop your plugs? Uh, well, you can find me at individualistpodcast.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore underscore Ashley. There's two underscores. Uh, I did that to make it look, I didn't want to have random numbers or whatever in my, you know, Nick underscore Ashley 95 or whatever. So I did two underscores to make it look more official or more professional. So Nick underscore underscore Ashley on Twitter, individualistpodcast.com. Uh, if anyone is interested in adding me on MeWe, I'm also there as Nick Ashley. I'm not familiar with how it works, but I am on MeWe as uh, Nick Ashley. You could pretty much, anywhere I'm at, it's going to be Nick Ashley. But for now, it's just individualistpodcast.com, Twitter, and MeWe. Yeah, Miwi's like waxing and waning for me. Sometimes I'm like, it's cool. Sometimes I'm over it. I don't know. It, it, it's getting better the more users get. Anyway, not to go on a tangent. Go follow this dude. Go fucking watch his shit. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, his first interview is probably pretty dope. You might like that. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> uh, as I said at the beginning, my plugs, No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also anywhere basically audio podcasts are at. I'm on the Liberty Movement YouTube and BitChute as well. This will be on there. Uh, you know, Liberty Movement's also on Facebook and MeWe. You can hit me up at thelibertymovementglobal at gmail.com if you like me and like I'm doing. Like I said earlier, you know, uh, if, if I keep going on long enough losing money, maybe at some point I will drop off because I'm losing money, but uh, not a whole lot. So I'll probably have a good little while that I'll go on. But anyways, give me some money, so don't stop doing it. Patreon.com <laughs> slash NoWayJose2020, or you can give me crypto at endthefed.app. That's kind of like a new startup. So it's very, very, very new. You can go check that out and you can find me on there. No way, Jose 2020. You can give me crypto. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, please do that. Comment, do all that good stuff. With that, deuce, stick around, uh, Nick. We'll talk around after the end of the broadcast, all right? All right, man. All right, see you, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man.